G'day listeners, you're tuned to Soundwaves, a podcast that explores the nexus between surfing and music and the nefarious spaces in between. Between the wave and the rave, between the heaving shack and the martial stack, between neoprene and spandex, the mosh pit and the death pit, fiberglass and vinyl, the boogie and the board, between Brian Eno and George Greeno. So wax up your stick, crank up the stereo, paddle out into the secret sonic surf spot that is sound waves tales from the shack 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 desi desi hey man how fuck how long's it been i mean uh, how too long, long how long is a bloody uh, italian how long chorizo? <laughs> how long is it ah uh. Molto lungo. <laughs> Molto lungo. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> oops. Actually, sorry. Ding. That's one wow. One wow for Richie already. <laughs> I, say, I say wow too much. But, well, maybe yeah, not enough. It, it's funny because I, I, I wouldn't have said wow, but, um, yeah. I mean, look, we all, we all say something too much. Hey, yeah. ha- how good is music and surfing? fantastic oh it, it. it's so good it's so good and you know you know we've we've had a bit of a we, we've had a little bit of a dalliance with uh kind of um lack of productivity d- due to you know the unfortunate myriad factors yeah uh, the myriad factors i.e life bullshit um <laughs> and it kind of makes you think that surf and music is I mean, without surfer music, the censor won't hold. Joseph Stalin. It. Joseph Stalin would never have existed if he'd been into fucking some surf and music, right? Well, we, we we've talked about that before with. Uh, yeah. Well, well, then Putin, uh, yeah. Putin, the Putin, the fucking Billy the Billy the, the Putin would never have mm. existed. Yeah, that's mm. crazy, isn't it? Because uh, yeah, I mean, uh, as you maybe alluded to i've had a uh, a month in italy and buonasera um, buonasera indeed uh, and um i always think that when i when i go to holidays in non surf locations i i kind of like doing that in a, in the sense that uh, it's so you good just, it's a, when you know you to, you're not surfing you, it, yeah, you don't have to think just, about it right don't think about it. don't have to carry a board Kids took skaties with them. Had some a few sessions here and there, which is quite funny. Yeah, I, I saw I saw some uh, skate ball antics on your. Uh, mm, they got roped into your... a wedding photo shoot with there, <laughs> which was quite funny. Um, but uh, I I often think about, especially on the Mediterranean, I often think if Africa didn't exist or, or moved a few thousand oh. kilometers to the if west, I suppose. Just imagine the setups, and uh, well, I mean, it's it's literally it's literally the best setups that you could ever have, right? Mm. Mm. I mean, yeah, just think of it. But uh, and and just yeah, and the changing of of history. If say Italy had surf, I mean, would would Nero have been fiddling while Rome burned? He was probably probably (laughs) out. Mate, he may he may be fiddling with his fucking SCS to try and get yes. the fucking, He's like, oh fuck, it's going off. I gotta get these fucking twinnies in. Oh my god. Riddle. He was fiddling while Rome cooked. It didn't burn, it cooked. It cooked. It's definitely cooking. That's for mm. sure. Anyway, how, how how's your uh, life going on the um, um yeah, got, like, you know it's uh it's like a Roman emperor. It's like ups and downs and in betweens and uh, you know we are we've just had <clears throat> we've just had the most crazy, crazy two weeks of intense heat. So you know the, yeah. Mm, um, nuts. Yeah. You know, well you you were you were in, in Europe and um, I mean the good news Toasty. is the world's the good news is the world's completely fucked. That's so we can at least count on something. That's what I, I, I've got to this point where I'm, I'm so positive because we know that we're all fucked. So, 
And it, yeah. it's, it, you know, when, when you get to this kind of certainty point, mm. it's happy days because, you know, well, the world is full of uncertainties. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very happy. So, yes. It's, it's good to be on the same page, but, but that page is, um, it's you know. The Rob, it's, it's, the Ro- it's the Robbie page, mate. As someone, who has smoked, as someone who has smoked a very non-functional joint with Robbie Page in on a swing in southern France, that's the kind of page I want to be on. Can you argue with a pipeline master? That's what I want to You know. can't. You can't. You can't. No. Mm. So we got the... Uh, I think we need to talk before we get delve into our supergroup topic, which I love, I'm excited about. Yeah, me too. Uh, so, should we get into? Should we get some uh, listener feedback? Because I know you had a bit from uh, our Richie. Yeah, you, absolutely. You got those messages he sent. I thought that was fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I, I will. I will dig them up. But do you have another? <laughs> well, yeah, because my, my, well, my lack of preparation is 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 usually uh, uh, is usually awesome, but it, in in this case, it's even better than than usual. <laughs> You didn't even prepare to be not prepared. Um, yeah, 100%. Well, yeah, so we, we talked about uh, Phil, Phil Cobain uh, at his 50th. Um, uh, yes, was dressed, yes. Dressed as Kurt Cobain. And um, we mentioned a bit of Sonic Youth. We mentioned a bit of, um, I don't know what we're talking about, to be honest, but uh, rock in general. But he came yes. back, first time listening to the podcast, and he goes... So this is Phil at his 50th. Um, hey, Dazza, finally got a chance to tune into your potty on the way home from the farm tonight. Very slick. He's, he's found the right podcast. Anyway, that bit on... And, and, Cob- and, the, right, and the right adjective. Mm, that bit on Kurt Cobain's 50th was gold. Um, I so should have added the shotgun wound to my fancy dress. Uh, when you mention songs with good chord progressions... That fall apart, my mind immediately went to Sonic Youth's Mildred Pierce. Oh. That song has that song has always intrigued me. It's like going, check this out. It's like going for a swim on a beautiful clear day and then getting attacked by a shark. Fucking hell. How good is that? And, and, uh, and, and, and you, I mean, just without even thinking about the song itself, who the fuck names the song Mildred Pierce? Like like, it's some it's some 1940s it's, it's movie like, like oh, yeah okay. Mildred Mildred a name gasped in the night the one last word of a dying man but one word that tells a thousand stories of a woman who left her mark on every man she met Mildred had more to offer a man in a glance than most women give in a lifetime. Mildred knew what she wanted. It wasn't too particular how she got it. Mildred? Loving her was like shaking hands with a devil. Talking about band t-shirts, I don't know if we'll get to that. I had a Sonic Youth band t-shirt, which I was very proud of. And I was walking down the street and this guy just comes out of the blue straight in my face and just start screaming Mildred Pierce into my face. So I go, what the f-? But, you, uh, uh, you know, my, you've heard my, I'm, I'm sure I've said this before, but my T-shirt story, <laughs> my yeah. band T-shirt story. So um, forgive me, listeners, because, you know, I'm a repetitive arsehole. And uh, anyhow, I shall repeat if I have not said this before. Um, yes. I used to have a Mambo hat. And Mambo, we're talking 1992. So Mambo was mm-hmm. was very fashionable. Peak. And I had, yeah. peak Mambo. <laughs> it was peak Mambo. I had this really cool Mambo hat. It was kind of like a, uh, it was an, a very odd hat. It was almost like a, um, uh, anyway, whatever. It was, it was a cool cap. And I met a bunch of Kiwis who generally I would avoid like the plague. But anyway, I met this lovely man. I cannot remember the fuck what his name was. He loved my Mambo hat. And guess what he had? He had a T-shirt 
of the fall. No way. And I cannot That's remember just... it. Man, I cannot remember exactly what this T-shirt was. I can't remember. You know, the fall have so many albums that, you know, it could have been one of fucking 50 different albums. But it was an album. I got, I got, it was like Code Selfish wow. or I Am Curious Orange or fucking whatever it was, whatever it was. Um, and he swapped the T-shirt for the hat, right? <laughs> and the next day or two days later, I met my wife and she fucking came up to me because I was wearing this full T-shirt. Wow, that is a sliding door moment right there, isn't it? Mm. Wow, that's a t- that's a that's a fucking band T-shirt that works, right? Guaranteed. Blind crash, Mr. Walker, Hitchin, Blazers, Builders, trying to find a job to jump some friends. John Lydon got super into Mambo. Uh, uh, can I, can I, man, I, I am a, such a fucking mega, mega, mega fan of Mambo. And I'm, we, we're talking Reg Mambo, obviously. But also <laughs> um, our mate Jim, who... Uh, Mambo just, Jim. Yeah. Mambo Jim. So there were a number of, there were a number of hardcore guys who had super cred. And Mambo was like it was it, it was super cutting edge. It was me- like they had a shop in in Oxford Street in Sydney. We and when I used to come, I, I was living in in Europe, and whenever I came home, I would we would go there and we buy bloody clothes. And it was it was like a fucking it was like going to freaking I don't know. It was a fashion house, right? Mm. It was amazing. It was fucking amazing. And and I mean. Anyone who names themselves Dare deserves the ultimate kudos. Like Dare Jennings. I mean, what the fuck is, is that, that's a great that's a great name, man. That's a great name. Uh, um, so here's the founder. Was he? I, I don't know much about. Um, yeah, Dare and Jennings. he also he he then founded Deus. Oh right. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, well. Okay, um, so you said, wow. you're talking oh, well. So, you talked about my brother-in-law, Rich. Oh, um, well, can, and, can, can I keep going with Phil before we get on to, I, to I, Rich? Because no, no, oh, he kept, he kept going. Phil. He sent me another message. Um, still on the Sonic Youth uh, bit. He said, Sonic Youth, this is back to Phil, Sonic Youth was a really important part of my youth, especially Daydream Nation, Goo and Dirty Albums. I always wanted, I always wanted, and we'll get around to it one day to make a surf clip of heaving North Zach barrels to the bridge section of Chapel Hill. Um, you know, do you, do, you actually, do you actually know him? Yeah, but this is oh, Phil. Okay. Phil, his fiftieth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could be a, he could be a blow in. I mean, if you if you haven't lived here for. 50 years, you, you classify as a blow-in. I mean, I'm a blow-in and I lived in the next suburb away. So, you know. Well, yeah. No I, mean, I, I, was the, I was the captain of the school and I'm still a fucking blow-in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> any, <laughs> that's great. But anyway, so he wants to make a, a surf film clip using a song, uh, Chapel Hill, a Sonic Youth song. Um, and he says, the way the song builds intensity and tempo turning from nice to nasty blows me away and it reminds me of a building swell with a spitting barrel at the crescendo at around the three minute 30 mark so wow how good is how good is phil
a, a very small um, amount of listeners, and I appreciate them all. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. But it's it's amazing how we all kind of think like similarly, and yeah, th- this whole thing about a, a swell being simultaneous with 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 a song and the uh, you know the way that things build and 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 um, they yeah. recede, they, they come up, they come down. It, it's freaking, it's it's awesome. It's a community of um, of love of uh, Southern American hip hop, definitely. <laughs> uh, can I can I can I talk about the wet leg and gurneying? He probably got a wet leg while he was gurneying the driveway. I'm sure. <laughs> Okay, so there's a we we talked about wet leg in our was it yeah well there was an episode that was released it was after, the last one yeah I yeah. think it was the last one because it got it was either the last one or the one before the last one but wet leg a bunch of fucking legends from the south of England uh, my brother-in-law Richie Rich loves the podcast loves the fucking wet leg. He's he's a man about town in uh, Sydney town. Finds mm-hmm. out the bloody wet legger playing a gig at the Lansdowne of all fucking places. What? Giddy, giddy the fuck up. Does that place even exist? Oh yes, it still does. Um, uh, and the, it looked like a hell of a time. You you saw the videos, right? Um, oh, I'm so yeah. so um so impressed. Yeah, yeah. So the you know how good is that? So. This is the amazing thing about the world. My mate Luke, who is a complete and utter freak from Cornwall, mushroom king of the world, sends me a video of wet leg that we talk about on the podcast. My brother-in-law loves the song, finds out the fucking group are playing at the Lansdowne of all places in Sydney and goes and sees them. And there you go. Happy days. Very mm. good. Almost as good as the chats I've been drunk in every fucking pub in Brisbane. <laughs> one minute and oh. One minute and thirty-seven of the best Aussie rock that has ever fucking been. that is better than get fucked uh, uh no <laughs> like 137 that's that's like that's pinnacle short song right? yeah that's it's it's optimum there, there must be some you know it's like that fucking yeah. triangle thing right yeah leonardo da vinci would have approved <laughs> He, he was saying from the off, it's like, if you're going to make a punk song, one, three, seven, boom, that's it. Yeah. It's yeah. like from the from the tip of his finger to, to his right kneecap, uh, draw a line from there and it's 137. It's perfect punk symmetry. Mm. The top cat, the most effectual top cat. I've got another, wait for it, play the jingle. Another TC story, Tommy Carroll story. Beep, 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 beep. 
Um, so yeah, so we had a bit of a um, uh, a swell event, sort of. Um, pull up to the car park at uh, the local, and it's like pumping. And then I look out to the our um, semi-famous, I suppose you call it a bommy, right out on the point, named after yeah. another famous big wave spot. Anyway, I guess it was out. Guess who was out there? TC. TC. And TC. another another unnamed Goofy was out there too. Anyway, so I paddle out the north end and there's and I actually found this guy, uh, local dude in the car park who was willing to come out with me. So he he had a bit of a gun. We paddled out. But I I, I lost my nerve when I got to the <clears> south end because I was watching TC take off and he was bouncing around out there like a like a little cork. And I thought he got he got flogged as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought if he's struggling, bouncing around, I'm going to be. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do better than TC. Uh, I I I don't have much uh, ballast, and um, so I just stuck to the south end of the beach. Got one nice one, um, but that was about it. Anyway, uh, the next day I see him again at the car park. And I'm sort of half chatting to him. And I was with Mrs. B. And, like, you know, TC obviously knows everyone and he's everyone knows him more, than, more to the point. And he kind of only vaguely knows my face, sort of, you know. It's like, oh, hi. But then he sees Mrs. B and he goes, ah, oh, Mrs. B. It gives him this huge hug and they're chatting away. And I ended up just becoming this kind of awkward dude in the in sort of the background. Sufista non grata. And uh, it was hilarious. And he was there chatting away with Mrs. B um, while I was yeah, kind of just standing you know, there the, the, pro- the problem is, mate, you're too tall. you got to fucking shorten up a bit. I know, I know. I mean, if I was going to hug TC, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd have to get down on my knees, I think. Um, <laughs> but anyway... He, he was saying he was going to go out the next day to uh, surf the same spot with uh, Ross Clark Jones, who was going to come down, and they were going to tow in. But uh, unfortunately, it never eventuated. The swell didn't produce. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, anyway, I don't know. It was sort of a TC story, but um, well, maybe not no. as entertaining as I first thought. But anyway. Mate, that's a hell TC story. <laughs> okay. So let's cut to the chase. We are going to talk about fucking super groups. Super groups. And super S- surf groups, teams, etc. right? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay, amped. I, 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 I do have one proviso. The super groups, it's much easier to find musical super groups online, obviously. My, yeah. super, group, my super groups of surf are going to come only for me from issue number 207 of Surfing World. Yeah. Which I, I think came out in about 1987. Nice. That's peak. Peak being the word. Peak, oh, yeah. peak, peak. Peak, peak. Peak is the word. That's it. <laughs> Isn't it, isn't it so weird that there was a stage, when, at least in Australia, where peak was the peak of the uh, It's crazy. Mm. You know, isn't it funny how, too, when you look back far enough into history, everything goes a bit black and white. You know, you're, you're looking at World War One footage. Even in your head, it goes a bit black and white. But when you think back to the 80s, you kind of, your brain just goes all pink and blue. <laughs> yellow well no no unless 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 you were one of the poor unfortunates like i was who had a surf skins wetsuit and then it was definitely black and white uh it wasn't even black was it it was kind of like a bluey black yeah it was horrible i mean the only the only the only upside is that barton lynch was was the was the forefather of the of the horrible scratchy shitty surf skins wetsuit but it made you who you are today. Mm, yes. Well, that's that's, that's pretty. That's depressing. the problem. That's pretty depressing. Okay. Now, uh, um, we are going to talk about super groups, 
and super surf teams. Probably so more super groups. Um, uh, maybe some super... I, I've already... I put a little Insta fucking scam message. Uh, yeah. More core division. Oof. Oof. I couldn't read the names of who was in that surf team, but well, it looks like it's some, funny I, I saw a couple of Ho brothers there. I had to crop it. I had to crop it because of Instagram being such a fucking stupid thing. Um, <laughs> but I'll tell you who was in the fucking picture. So this is the more core division. This is obviously 90s. So you've got the person that I cropped out was Dino and Dino. Um, oh, you just cropped Dino and Dino out? Yeah, well, he, he was a fucking he was a Yeah. Fair enough. The guy with the yep. bandana is Potts, obviously. Oh. Um, I think it's Sonny next to him. Then the the, the really short guy is either uh, Oates from Hall and Oates or probably, <laughs> I think it's Derek Ho, actually. Uh, <laughs> um, above him, I can't remember. It's some long guy. Then there's Mike. Oh, no, that, that's Mike Stewart. It's a big it's Mike, it is. It's Mike Stewart. It's Mike Stewart. It's Mike Stewart. So how fucking, how good is that? Mike Stewart's in the MCD division. You. Then so next to Mike Stewart, it's it's Mike Ho. I mean, fuck, legendary mm. status. Jerry Lopez, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I don't know. Who's the blonde guy next to Lopez? Oh, he's from he's from bloody Duran Duran, isn't he? <laughs> I think he might be. Brock <laughs> Little. Brock Little. Oh, what? And then Archie. Oh, with the with the um stovepipe hat. With the uh, what do you call it? It's not it's a uh, slash slash esque style. Hat. Exactly. Archie. Get the fuck. Is that not the best surf team of all time? I mean, for fuck's sake. I think Jerry Lopez, the Ho brothers, Potts, and Archie. Oh, and Brock Little. And Mike and, Stewart. And the guy that was cropped again? Who was that again? Um, oh, Dino and Dino. Oh, Dino and... Yeah, no, well. Okay, so... <clears throat> yeah, so how about, that? how about that for a fucking surf team? I don't think you can beat it. No. Um, it's, well, actually, it's, you, can, you can because later... MCD had the Irons brothers. Wow, yeah. And can I can I tell you I, I bought a pair of shorts at at the the, uh, the surf shop in Warrywood Square, which some of our listeners will uh, know where that is. And that that was a pair of uh, navy blue MCD shorts. I guess what I guess you would call them walk shorts. Yeah, man, I wore those things until they literally fell off my fucking bony ass. And MCD, man, I love that shit. I fucking I love I love everything about I love I love what's his face. I love gotcha. I never had a I never had a single piece of gotcha clothing, but no. I love I love Michael Thompson. I love gotcha. Um, uh, whatever their th- what was their publicity? If, if if you don't surf, don't start. Fucking right. <laughs> Fuck you, kooks. Um, and the the clothes, the the MCD certainly the MCD clothes were lovely. Well, certainly my my blue shorts were. Mm-hmm. Riding with the boys in the smile of Sunset Beach. Well, they gone to Hawaii to have a 
obvious, uh, but I think it has to be talked about a bit, is the Bronze Dozzies as a super group, Ooh. surf group. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Uh, what, a, what, a I, uh, weird, what a weird concept, hey? Mm. It was probably before its time. I don't know, but probably but you never. Know, you know what? I, I always thought. I, I I always thought that the bronzers. It was like, it was like a couple of priests leading a very beautiful young angel to horribleness, and I and I, and I, I feel that PT and. Um, What's his face from the Western? Ian Cairns. Ian Cairns. Ian Cairns. Yeah. I know they were. I, Mark Warren. Mark Warren. I'm giving a pass, but I feel that PT and Ian Cairns lured our poor little little fucking Shane Horan into into something that he he, he should never have, he should never have got into it. Yeah. Well, it, uh, it was crazy because I, I did. There's a lot I didn't know about the Bronze Dozies and um. All I could remember is that, yeah, there were three main initiators, as you said, uh, PT, Ian Cairns and uh, Mark Warren. And I think PT was was the driver. Yeah. And they all wore these crazy, like, jumpsuits or uniforms. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the ABBA of surf. I think they were. Uh, I just love this. There's one surfing magazine, I think it was Surfing Magazine itself, Road at the time, uh, the bronze dozies prove there is no need for surfers to look scruffy when they can look ridiculous, <laughs> uh, which was so good. But what I didn't realize was initially they they were there was going to be four of them, and it, and they asked uh, Mark, Mark Richards was uh, invited to be a bronze dozzy, and he declined probably smartly. Isn't it and, funny? Um, can, can I just say something? This is a complete aside. <laughs> and, and we should do a whole fucking episode, if not a series. Mark Richards is literally a fucking, he is so unique among surfing. It, it It's like, it's like, I don't know what, in music, I don't know what would compare, what, it, it's it's ah, like yeah I don't know I mean what Nick Cave maybe uh, it it's someone that that is so outside the boundaries that it it's but, but still but accepted, excelling but, and accepted as well and how I mean Mr is I don't know how old is he, he must be sixty five or whatever and he still surfs good and he's just a nice guy and man and he never he was never you know, and he drove a silver Porsche. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he had silver yeah. wet. He had silver wetsuits. Uh, Victory wetsuits, actually. Victory. Victory. He was in yeah. a Tui's ad, for God's sake. Um, the, be- the best Tui's ad that ever existed. So good. The first um, champ to, to, what is it? The first champ to ride the twin fin. They thought, they thought it was weird, weird at the time. time. He left them all them behind. All be he rides the wave of the world. He's the king of the curl. An Aussie with a will to win. Four times world champion. How do you feel? With a proud Novocastrian grin. The first champ to use the twin fin. They thought it was weird at the time. He left them all behind How do you feel? Banzai Five Line Hawaii He took the masters easily Easily How do you feel? I feel like a two-way I feel like a two-way I feel like a two-way Power of advertising, still remember that. Um, I'm a sucker, and, and, yeah. And with the uh, guess, who else was in the um bronze dozzies? Uh, Shane Haran, Shane Haran, Jim Banks, what and yeah, 
Banksy was in there. And he he was quoted as to say uh, he felt that the team held him back and that he uh, would have been a lot better off without them. Um, that's but that's really weird. I mean, he, he literally must have been shit-faced and someone fucking said, Banksy, <laughs> you're coming on the fucking team. It was Cairns, his close friend Peter Townend and another talented surfer, Mark Warren, who formed a promotional team that would go in search of fame and fortune. They called themselves the Bronzed Aussies. Uh, it works out really good, you know, like we really encourage each other and support each other and uh, we're in there wanting one of us to win, you know, because as, as a team, one need, if one wins an event, well, it's beneficial to the three of us. And that's one of the main reasons we formed the uh, Bronzed Aussies. Do you know that Rod Stewart was in one of the very first, if not, it was actually the second, it was the second fucking supergroup of all time, musically. What? It was, they were what? called, they were called Steam, pa- Steam Packet. Right? <laughs> Steam <laughs> and, Packet, that's so good. Steam, pa- Steam Packet was Long John Baldry, we all know so well. Uh, Rod Stewart, Julie Driscoll, uh, Brian Auger, Vic Briggs, Richard Brown, and uh, Mikey, Mickey Waller. And yeah. that was 1965. What? Mm. The, I, only, yeah. the only previous, excuse me, sorry, um, the only previous uh, supergroup was Frankie Valley and the Folk. Four seasons in 1960. Ah, oh, I mean, right. Yeah. Rod Stewart was in a little-known group called the Steam Packet, with Long John Baldry, Julie Driscoll, and keyboard player Brian Auger. They recorded a session for the BBC in September 1965. Here is the one song on which Rod Stewart took the vocals. Say it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. a supergroup with with very few exceptions is a bunch of people clutching at straws trying to fucking make <laughs> make something out of their failing fucking musical lives i mean look if it, yeah I, I mean one of the best album covers of all time is cream disraeli gears right oh yeah yeah okay and cream is a supergroup because it's Eric Clapton, it's Jack Bruce, nice surname by the way, um, and Ginger Baker, and they made this fucking incredible album. And of course, you know, Clapton has gone on to do a whole lot of other things, Ginger Baker, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So. Uh, I, I don't know how I would define a supergroup, but, you know, a, a supergroup essentially is people who come from other... Other bands. Other, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. One of my favourite supergroups is uh, an Aussie supergroup, actually. Um, Beast of Bourbon. Oof. Saw them live quite a few times in the 90s. Um, well, I, I, I saw them at the... Uh, at the- Hopetown Hotel. Have you ever been to the Hopetown oh, Hotel? Oh, the Hoey. My God, that would have been quite intense in there because they're quite it's, a... It's, and it's a tiny venue. It's a tiny space. Yeah. It's a tiny space. Um, I mean, Tex is just... There, there's Australians like AB facing, right? You know, a fortunate life. Yeah. I mean, if A.B. Facey had an axe, he would have been a beast of bourbon, 100%. Mm. Mm. Uh, 
Well, yeah. I mean, their first album was called The Axeman's Jazz, which I, I love for an album title. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Beast of Burden, they had, like, Tex. Uh, I'm not sure what band he was originally from, but he also played in the uh, Cruel Sea, which was uh, originally an instrumental band until he came along. And then the Green Iguana, Cruel Sea. Link. Yeah, Link. Yeah. There's a few links there. And then uh, Spencer P. Jones, Beast of Berman. He was from the Johnnies. Um, oh, oh, oh. Kim Salmon from The Scientists and uh, the drummer. How, how, good is that? how good is that for a name for a band? The Scientists. Yeah. And the drummer was, uh, I can't remember his name, he was from the Hoodoo Gurus. So that's uh, that's a lineup. But um. But anyway, I just want to mention a couple of songs by the Beast Suburban. Uh, Let's Get Funky. Uh, they do a cover of the Hound Dog Taylor song. We, yeah, uh, nice. We no, I remember. Nice, uh, nice song. Uh, and this song, which is a crazy song, it's called Cocksucker Blues. Um, I'd never heard of the song until I heard the Beast Suburban sing it, and it's got quite, what would I say, ribald? Is that a good Ooh, word? Ribald nice lyrics? Nice word. Nice word. Very yes. kind of... Uh, confronting lyrics about yeah. uh, uh, what would you call it? Gay, Sucking cock. Gay fellatio. What's yes. that? Galatio. Um, <laughs> it was basically... I thought, I thought, was that not a Renaissance artist from Italy? <laughs> I love it. Galatio, yes. Very good. Like the Galatio he, he, period. Made, he made some of the best frescoes of all in Italy. Galatio. <laughs> But um, I didn't realise it was a, a Rolling Stones song, which was basically, uh, yeah, so Cocksucker Blues. It was uh, basically a big uh, FU to their record company um, and put it out. It was immediately banned and, and uh, very rarely seen the light of day. But it was also the title of a documentary about the Rolling Stones, which is also quite, uh, explicit and got a lot of drug use and sex. So, and, and a crazy ruling from a judge. It was the the movie was deemed unsuitable uh, for human viewing, but so the judge made this. The judge made this ruling. Said, "Well, you can show it if the director is present at the filming at the at the screening." Which I don't understand why that makes it better or different. So you can watch this movie, but you've got to find the director, invite him out of your house. And he has to be. You have to have. You have to feed him lunch. And imagine that. Imagine watching like uh, I don't know, Taxi Driver with uh, um, Scorsese. Oh, what do you want? What do you want? Just grab something from the fridge, man. I would prefer to watch like Scarface. Yeah. Taxi Driver. Mm. Do you like Taxi Driver? Uh, for so long. It, it disturbs me. A lot of those movies. Yeah, disturbs that's the me. problem. For me, it's the same thing. So, mm. Mm. anyway, be mm. suburban. Have a listen. Wow, that's cool. <laughs>
to do is talk to the lines Oh, well I get my clock sucked Well I get my ass fucked I may have no money So, 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 um, okay, Eric Clapton, right? He's Eric in Clapton, he's in every supergroup that ever existed, right? He's in hmm. the fucking, <laughs> oh, he's, he's obviously not in Crosby, Stills and Nash. He's in Cream, okay? So, yeah. Steam Packet, the, 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 okay, according, according, to, according to the powers that be, and I'm not going to name the powers that be, uh, Val- Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons were the first supergroup. This is 1960. Okay, so we're not going to yeah. go into too much detail. Steam Packet, we've talked about. Rod Stewart was in it. But then you've got Cream with Eric Clapton, Jack Bruce, Ginger Baker, etc. Uh, of course, you've got Crosby, Stills and Nash. We've talked about and Young, yes. They yeah. are our favorites. We love them so much. The the podcast loves them. Blind Faith, my oh, I yeah. grew up. I grew up. Um, it's funny because I, I never listened to Blind Faith, but my old man had a number of albums from Blind Faith. Eric Clapton again, Ginger <sighs> Baker, Steve Winwood, who you know, obviously very, very, very famous. Mm. Um, and then it's so weird. There was this, in the in the sixties. There was this whole weird crossover. So Ginger Baker from Blind Faith and Cream then makes his own band called Ginger Baker's Air Force, right? Which which has Ginger Baker, of course, Steve Winwood again, um, uh, uh, Rick Gretsch and. From from uh, Blind Faith and 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 Denny Lane from the Moody Blues. Now we've never wow. talked about this before, but have you ever fully digested Nights in White Satin? I haven't. I've got that to look forward to. Uh, okay, you and the listener, give yourself give yourself give you like do yourself a favor. Sit down. Or lie down. Some, no, lie down. Absolutely. In some put satin. On some satin, exactly. Put on some satin PJs. <laughs> um, if, if there's, if you, you know, if you can get a massage while you're doing it, you're a lucky man or a woman. Um, but listen to the Moody Blues, Nights in White Satin. Mm. Nights in White Satin. Never reaching the end Letters I've written Never meaning to send Beauty I'd always missed With these eyes before Just what the truth is I can't say anymore I love you stuff like humble pie have you heard of humble pie no wow i'm loving your research yeah peter frampton yeah it's a weird like humble pie is it's steve marriott from the small faces then there's all these crossovers like the small faces there's the faces there's the small faces there's you know i was confused with that yeah me too me too um Derek and the Dominoes, which is Eric Clapton again. He's in another fucking supergroup. 
and then and, and then it gets kind of it gets crazy until we get to 1970, right? Hey. And in in 1970, we 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 get to the point where the supergroup meets the supergroup master, and the name of the supergroup master, of course, is Jerry Garcia. Wow. And so and so Jerry Garcia decides, fuck this. I've taken some fucking really heavy mushrooms and I, I need to make the superest group that ever was the group that was super, right? Mm. So Jerry Garcia, he makes a, a super group called the Planet Earth Rock and Roll Orchestra, okay? Which actually was Jefferson Starship, but in another name, right? Uh, we, built this, we built this city on rock and roll, man. Oh. Um, yes. Uh, so this band was Grace Slick from Jefferson Airplane, Jerry Garcia, David Crosby from Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, um, and then a, a Graham Nash from Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, oh. and a host of other people. This is like 1970. So this is like the precursor of any hell band that you've ever, ever met. That's crazy. It is. But we need to go now into surf. So um, can I give you a hell surf team? Hit me. Okay. So in... Uh, 1986, right? Uh, Okanui's had a hell of a team. And do you, rem- you remember Okanui's, right? I do. Never had a pair. I don't think. Would you, would you, would you ever have worn a pair? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm, no. I might have been I mean, given... Okay, let's 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 be, let's be um, let's be Jordan Petersons of um, surf and music podcasting. So far, so good, and I'll write it out as well as I can. But I'm surfing a hundred foot wave, and generally, what happens if you do that is that you drown. Why the fuck do people wear Okanuis? Was, uh, it, was, it, was it like the were they like the it, Donald were they like the Donald Trump? Yes. Refugees yeah, yeah. of surf. Is that, is that, is that what was, was happening? Well, there was, yeah, there was a demographic, the, the kind of rich weekend warrior come down and thought, hmm, I, you know, I wear a uniform at work. I wear a uniform uh, socially to uh, what's my beach uniform? Ah, Okanui's and a. Uh, Maybe Okanui shirt as well. Double hibiscus. Oof. And then... Um, yeah. But the What do you think? Well, no, I agree with you totally. But the interesting thing, according to Surfing World uh, issue number 207, is that even... Hang on. Hang on. It, Mrs. B's here. You're going for a walk. Hang on. Hey, what was it like when you hugged Tommy Carroll? <laughs> Um, he's short. <laughs> he's short. We know he's short. He came up to like my shoulder height. <laughs> but he gives a no, good hug. Hey, he gives a good hug. Wow. Well, he's, he's strong. Hey, Mrs. B. Uh, Stan's but, asking a question. Hang on. But does he... Is the, when he, when he hugs, it, it's a vibe. It was, he, he, oh. was there a vibe? <laughs> it was awkward. Well, just physically awkward. It was like physically awkward. Yeah. He comes up yeah. to you very yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but it's a good, strong hug. And it felt like I was hugging an old man. An old man? Was it like hugging that guy from, that guy from Game of Thrones? Was it like hugging Tyrion from Game of Thrones? Pete Dinklage. Uh, he's a big Dinklage of surfing. He is. Uh, Mrs. B is going to walk the dog. Hopefully, it doesn't 
bump into TC on the walk. Um, Wait, our, 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 our podcast could definitely be cancelled. I think so. Oh, no, you know who it would be cancelled by? Because it's funny because um, Nick protects his brother now. So Nick oh. Carroll would definitely cancel us. Yeah, I'm a bit scared yeah. of him. Um, uh, where so, were so, we? So, so, so uh, as, as I oh, said, I'm, 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 oh, I'm getting my, I'm, I'm getting my, uh, my, my surf teams from Surfing World issue 207 um, from, this is like 1986. And this has the Okanui crew from Marimbula board riders. Oh. And um, yeah, I'm not even going to mention them, but they're all fucking idiots because who the fuck would wear? Actually, the blue, the light blue Okanui's look pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, for okay. for the non-Australian listener, I will put it on Instagram. Um, it was a weird cult that existed in the '80s, and uh, yeah, I don't think mm. we can say anymore. Basically. Hawaiian style hibiscus heavy surfwear. Hey, listener, uh, the internet totally packed it in, so we had to uh, can the rest of the episode until another time. So, I hope you enjoyed this bit, and we've got part two coming up very shortly. You. I'm sorry, ain't good.